Welcome to Chronic Curiosity, where we have real conversations with real people, from everything to anything, in attempts to facilitate dialogue with our fellow humans, and hopefully your curiosity as well as ours. If you can withstand the show, we ask, most importantly, that you tell your friends and family, but also, you can pick up some merch, or just donate to the show at chronic-curiosity.com in USD or Bitcoin. If you feel so obliged, you can give us a good rating and follow on whatever podcast platform you so choose. But please feel free to reach out to us on the website or the socials, which can also be found on the website, chronic-curiosity.com. And here we go. At least 50% <laughs> at least of it. Okay. You want that in there? We just gonna, no? Okay. No, please. Edit that off. <laughs> we won't start there. That's fine. Uh, how you feeling today, Tone? Uh, typically, when people ask me that, I respond in the manner of super troopers. And I say, good enough to your mother. <laughs> but I will not say that today because I do not know your mother, Fred. She's a nice lady. Yeah, and so I would never do that to a nice lady. <laughs> I mean. Who is someone's mom? What if the nice lady wanted He would it? never do that to a nice lady. <laughs> yeah. I like them bad bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Just play it. Uh, well. Oh, I'm, I'm good. On all of that. Can we leave that in there? Yeah, I don't care. Okay, we can leave that in there. So we started. We, we've started oh, the show. <laughs> Um, but he won't eat it afterwards. No, coming in hot. Coming in hot. Oh, I never yes. even responded to that. Yeah, I left that one out there in the atmosphere. That's said, br- sometimes it's best. Nope, not touching that. <laughs> sometimes it's best to leave leave things lie. Isn't there a song about that? Let it lie. Let it lie. Is that right? Let it. No. Is the song? Isn't there a song? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's an old like. Um, it's not Lennon or somebody. Let it lie. Maybe not like lies and like not tell the truth, but just let it be. Let it be. Let it Maybe be. it's let it be. Hmm. I'm such a fucking yeah, idiot. A, isn't, that a, isn't that a Leonard? Uh, is it Leonard Cohen? Is it Leonard Cohen. There's let it a be? Beatles "Let It Be" song. Uh, I wonder if the Beatles redid it though, because Leonard Cohen was before the Beatles, right? Or Maybe. was he? Oh no, he sings that Hallelujah. Song. He sings Hallelujah. Yeah, I think Does, you're, oh. you're right. Maybe it, so. The Beatles is "Let It Be." Let yeah. it lie. Let it be. 1970. Yeah. It was released. Mm. I like let it lie. How dare you? <laughs> it says a 1984 Honda. How dare you? Um, speaking of history, I got a. I told Cass before we started this that um, I don't know if today will be a uh, like a, a fun like use our imagination and you guys will enjoy this or it'll just be me talking into the ether with both of you looking at me like oh, I'm going fuck. up the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I think this is an interesting one though, I think. Uh but I have a question for you guys. So if you were to be transported at any point in time in in history in a like where there's civilization and so if you're like be transported into a civilized civilized 
civilized as far as human, you know, species go, you know, they have cities and like some kind of like market or some kind of uh, established uh, civilization where there's like established trade, right? Not just like, hey, you got transported to the, you know, plains of the Americas in 500 AD. Not like that. Like if there's like a, if you were to be transported any time in history to a civilized area besides the bare necessities to, to live, what would you, like, if you could choose anything, like, what would be the most beneficial thing that you could think of to bring with you? So are we saying the, the time and the thing you're bringing or just the thing? Just the thing. Time is of not the only thing of consequence about time is that it's you land in a civilized area. Oh, I mean, I would have to say something to start a fire. Like if you don't have heat, if you can't like boil water, you don't have anything that you can drink. Yeah, so that's what, that's what I'm saying. Days. Not like I'm I'm not saying the the time where there is civilization to be transported to a civilized area of the world. So like, um, for example, just pulling out of my, like um transported to Rome during the Roman empire or wherever it might be like during where there's some kind of well, civilized, if, if it was Rome. I'd still say clean water. The <laughs> bastards were drinking from wood pipes. Yeah, right. So that's what I mean by the, besides the bear, like you, like you show up and you can like, you're not going to bring like you can food, water, clothing is, is not necessarily a factor. If you were to try to like, not succeed, but if what would be the one thing you could take with you or like have in that in that setting? Cause yeah, you're part of this too. Do they have insulin available? That doesn't work. That's we all know your pancreas doesn't work, so we're we're counting that. That doesn't count. I'm gonna bring you. For various reasons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to bring you, but probably not for the same. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I mean, it is I'm Rome. Sure so. overlap. Hey. Things do get freaky and weird in Rome. When I've in heard. Rome. When in Rome. <laughs> That's true. Um, Why? What are you going to bring? Oh, I have a thought, but this is, this ties into what I'm. I don't have a good answer, so no, no, nothing yet. Maybe we'll. Okay, maybe I'll it. come back around. Yeah. Do you have anything circle else? Circle back around, Jen. Circle back around. Sucky, <laughs> sucky, one more time. <laughs> no, okay, we can circle back around to that. No, what are you going to bring? Uh, uh, no, well, this is it ties, it ties in. into. Yeah, it. it ties in. So, um, I forgot to just calm your pancreas. Yeah. So, oh, um, wait, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no blow. Um. So I don't know if I want to necessarily play this entire video, uh, but there's at least a good portion I want to play. And I'll, I'll do this. Um, maybe if I don't stop it, any of you can be like, all right, that's enough. But it's 11 minutes long. It is um, on. Oh, can you reduce that so I can give this YouTube channel a shout out? Uh, where? Oh. It doesn't bring up the page. Where's the page? Why does it do that? Mm. 
well, I'll do this. So you can you can go full screen again. So the, the this is a YouTube video. It's like a a science YouTube channel. But the name of the YouTube video, um, it will we'll play it here and have it on. But it's James Webb Telescope: Terrifying Discovery at the Edge of the Universe. Spoiler alert: It's not like terrifying as the title makes it lead to be, but. If you think about it, it can be kind of terrifying. There's not like they're not saying there's monsters or anything like that. So, from my understanding, I didn't do a d- giant deep dive on this, but there was a new telescope um, that has been launched in the past couple months. Um, that the idea is to, you know, explore the the far reaches of space and to kind of gather information and you know all those fun things. Um, but the part I want to get to, it's it's fairly short in here, but we can play it, we can play it until we get bored of it or whatever. But Three, it's a pretty cool video. Two, one, what do you do when you want to observe somewhere so deep in space that you can never reach it? You send a space observation station. NASA has done precisely that by sending the James Webb Space Telescope to deep space so that it can help us see more of our universe. That's a cool there video are too. no limits to the human spirit. I thought I would see the end of physics, but now I think the wonder of discovery will continue long after I am gone. One of the places the space telescope will be pointed at is the very edge of the universe. The findings at the edge of the universe promises to be scary. What will the first telescope see at the edge of the universe? How does it affect you personally? Join us as we explore the terrifying discovery by the James Webb Space Telescope at the edge of the universe that changes everything. Now that the James Webb Space Telescope has made it to its orbit and work to get it up and running has started, how capable exactly is it? How powerful is this new eye in space? Well, according to NASA, the JWST is so sensitive to infrared light, it would be able to detect even the slightest heat of a bumblebee at the distance of the moon. Pause it real quick. To quantify it better... How fucked up is that? That's not what I was getting to. That, yeah. But like, take the bumblebee from the moon, like the heat signature. I like sometimes this stuff. I'm like, I, is this real? Like, can they actually do this stuff? Because that's fucking wild. Sorry, go ahead. So this telescope is 100 times more powerful than the iconic Hubble telescope that has been serving as great pictures of the universe for more than three decades. The JWST is intended to take baby pictures of the universe, literally. Sure, the Hubble can take breathtaking photos of space, but it has its limits. For instance, it hasn't allowed scientists to see the first galaxies formed after the Big Bang. Webb will change that because it will be acting like a giant time machine. It's like we have this 14 billion year old story of the universe, but we're missing that first chapter. The JWST will capture light that has been traversing the cosmos for as long as 13.5 billion years, extending our views of the universe several hundred million years earlier than the Hubble. What makes the Webb telescope so powerful? I don't know if if everybody understands how that whole traveling through time thing... No? So essentially, the idea is if something is moving at the speed of light... Like when we look out the stars, right? You're looking at the galaxies and different stars, however many far away. Well, it takes time for them to get there. So it's like if you think about watching fireworks and you see the firework go off. And if you watch the further away you get from them, it's 
You see the firework, boom, right? There's a delay there. So the same thing happens. That's obviously light and sound. The same thing happens when you look out the universe and stars is you're seeing light that is through time, like however many years old. So the further away the star is, the older of a image that you're seeing of that star. Does that make sense? So so they're saying if you can, in a sense, if you have the ability to detect and record light that's millions of light years away, you are, in a sense, looking back in time because that's that depiction of that light that you're receiving is technically millions of light years old. So you're seeing millions of light years into the past. So that's what they're doing with this is looking the further and further you look out into the universe, the further and further you're looking out into time. So that's what they mean by that. Part of it is the giant primary mirror, 6.4 meters in diameter. It comprises 18 smaller segments that must align perfectly. Remember this The part. segments are covered in a gold coating so thin that a single strand of human hair is 1,000 times thicker. The less than 2 ounces of 24-karat gold reflect infrared light better than other metals. Infrared is just outside the visible spectrum of what humans can see. Actually, the mirrors are not solid gold, they are made of beryllium. To function correctly, the Webb telescope needs to be kept cool. It does that thanks to a five-layer sunshield the size of a tennis court. This mechanism was folded up when Webb launched on Christmas Day, but less than two weeks later, the extremely thin layers of the shield were successfully deployed. Without the shield, the immense heat from the sun would overwhelm the telescope's sensors. The side facing the sun will experience about 260 degrees Fahrenheit, while the other side will be chilled to some 370 degrees below zero, a nearly 600 degree difference. The sun shield gives Webb the equivalent sun protection factor, or SPF, of 1 million. One thing that makes scientists nervous about the Webb telescope is that they won't be able to fix any issues that arise, both during the launch and operation. For comparison, in Hubble's lifetime, five space shuttle crews have made service calls to correct the telescope's initial blurry vision and perform maintenance and upgrades. But that is because the Hubble is only 340 miles away. The Webb telescope is much farther away, nearly a million miles away. This is far beyond the reach of spacewalking repair crews, so NASA only got one chance to get it right. However, if the proper technology is developed, scientists could someday send a robot to refuel Webb, extending its life. Speaking of fuel, NASA initially thought the telescope would last only 10 years, but thanks to an efficient launch, there is enough fuel left to power the JWST for 20 years. For now, scientists are eagerly awaiting Webb's first photos, which will arrive this summer. After that, the JWST will settle down to work. Keep your eye open it will help photos. to investigate the nature of dark energy in the universe and understand the nature of these very old objects. It will also help to search if there is another Earth out there among the distant exoplanets that litter the universe. Interestingly, the JWST has started proving it's worth almost $10 billion even before taking its first photos. That's like Northrop Grumman, which built the telescope's mirrors, had to cover new ground because a precise mirror had never been created. The technology the company invented is now being used by eye surgeons. They also developed stuff on the computer level. The company made stuff. huge advances in understanding how to deploy big things, like how to take a giant sun shield the size of a tennis court and fold it up neatly and deploy it. Now, when astronomers try to see the edge of the universe with a JWST, what will the... That sun shield also made me think about, like, have you ever heard about sun sails? 
Is that, does that solar sails? Something or well, what? What it does is the idea of a solar sail is it it harnesses that solar energy and like the waves that are hitting it yeah. and actually propels it. it. I think. So like, I feel like we talked about that one time. Where it was oh a, yeah. Unless it was in a movie. No, they, there was a um, there was a piece of something they found that had passed through. Uh, it was. Did it act like a solar sail? They, they think that it might have been like an ancient like solar sail, because what happened was it looked like an at like it was a couple of years ago. Man, I wish I remember. We did talk about that. There was a piece of debris or something that flew in between the sun and the earth uh, for a slight period of time, and I can't remember when, even when we talked about it, but it was a. Uh, it was a famous, like, ast- not, maybe he was a physicist or something, um, but he was kind of mocked for a while because he thought, like, hey, this, is, this isn't normal. Like, this, isn't, this is extraterrestrial. Yeah. He thinks it's an extraterrestrial, um, not necessarily active, but, a, like, maybe it's, like, space debris from extraterrestrials where it looked like it was a sun sail because, um, like, an asteroid or a comet moves on a certain path at a certain speed with gravitational forces, and this thing, actually, when it, past the sun it sped up so they think it was kind of like some kind of solar sail that like basically caught those that solar energy and pushed it along like it you know a ship with a sail on the ocean would just hopping on your space hobie cat yeah right like <laughs> for a that's sail. not gonna wild but the fact that they could like it, it's cool if you have it like you need to go and watch the video it's neat seeing all the things like um, those different layers and stuff they have like folded up, like and being able to deploy something like that in space. Like, I don't know. My always thing is like, how do you like have something that big and not have like little tiny pebbles of just shit, like shoot right through it. Cause they've talked about that, like space debris, oh, yeah. like the moving junk. through space. If you have like, even if it's the size of like, a, you know, a, even a penny moving it hundreds of thousands of the miles an hour. BB yeah. The golden space. BB. Yeah. Like, and it just, shoots right through shit like like nothing so i like i don't know but that's why i'm like maybe the earth is still flat i don't know maybe there's no, maybe there is no space so but, we can build this thing yeah. but we can't build a like a desalinization machine large enough to take salt water from the ocean and solve our problem of fresh water for large cities i think they can do that they just don't, don't want to cool i don't know how yeah because i think there's a lot of projects that are in the process of doing that but i don't so they can build it but we still have to wait until summer to see what this first image looks like. So what happens when it just comes back like a blurry fucking mess? Well, I think there's a lot of... Uh, it's probably just going to be an alien sending a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're not that different. Yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious. It just takes time because Worth it's so far away. penny. One of those ones where it's a close-up and you have to zoom dick. out. You're yeah. like, what, what is this? That? It's a giant alien dick. <laughs> Super veiny. Yeah, suck it, Joe Rogan. Aliens do have wieners. <laughs> uh, but but seriously, like they spent all this money and like it's super cool that they, you know, it, it deployed and it's it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. But what happens when the images come back and they can't send anybody up there to make tweaks and and fix oh yeah, it? it could be totally fucked. Yeah, for sure, it could be. That's like that's why they pay. That's why you get paid a, a bunch of money, I guess, to be a NASA engineer is to get it right <laughs> you know i don't know but like that's some pretty finat finesse fascinating technology um we'll see if it works out but so the the whole reason those two things 
connect and there's still like six minutes, but we don't have to watch the rest of it, but it's, it's a super interesting video for the whole thing. So I would suggest to go check it out. It's only 11 minutes long, but um, it struck me when they were talking about it's like it's sensors. So what, they were covered in what? Remember the golden beryllium. Yeah. So they were covered in a super thin layer of gold. Not Bitcoin people, gold. Well, yeah. So that's what, like, I thought like throughout time, if, if I've had, if, if I can go anywhere and have, you know, food and water and clothes, what would be the next best thing to have on me? Human civilization, gold has always been worth something quite a bit even. You know what I mean? If you are around enough people, like if you're around like a market type place, there's enough civilization where there's like a marketplace. Gold has, I mean, wars and pe- people die for gold for centuries and worn it around as jewelry, all these different things. Like why? And it was like, well, shit, like gold's still the, the, the best material we have to do shit like that. Yeah. So then my brain, as it typically works, what if in the ancient civilizations, like you look at like Egypt, Bro, and, I feel like I know exactly where this is going. And it's scary that I'm on that same wavelength. Yeah. Bro, I'll let you finish. You can, you can, no, you, no, I'm not saying a word. <laughs> so through eight, like all the, the quote unquote, and we've discussed ancient civilizations and, you know, uh, going back to how far, you know, we think civilizations were around, uh, typical scientists usually, 8,000 years, that's about when civilization started. But then we've discussed Gobekli Tepe and all these things where, like, it's clearly there's some kind of civilization that was 13,000 years ago that was buried, which just happens to coincide with the Younger Dryas impact theory that we've talked about, comets or something coming down and, you know, basically destroying a lot of civilization. And Gobekli Tepe was this giant, massive, uh, megalithic structure that was built with intricate carvings and um, you know, w- along with pyramids and everything else that the pyramids weren't there, but like along with the other pyramids around the world, that's, uh, geographically, uh, situated, like all these different things and astronomically situated. And this thing was buried 13,000 year ago, years ago. And then all of a sudden we get this ice age out of nowhere. And then civilization just happens to arise, you know, 8,000, 6,000 years ago. Mm, I don't know. Maybe these things were here before us. But even all the way back, you go all the way back 6,000, 8,000 years ago to the pyramids, you know, or whatever it is, like the, you know, all the trade that was going on around the world, besides, you know, spices and salts, like gold, people wearing gold, they're, they're, um, is it sarcophagus, sarcophagi, How, what's plural for sarcophagus? Is it the sarcophagus is what they put a mummy in, right? Yeah. Is it sarcophagi? Sounds Sarco- good to me. Sarcophaguses? That doesn't, that sounds ridiculous. No, what is it? Which is it? I don't know what you're saying. Sarcophagus. What's what a mummy is? It's like a coffin, but it's intention. It's made specifically for mummification keeping. I think I don't know. You learn, You tell me the plural form of sarcophagus. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like those are like gold, all this stuff. Um, and even now, like we have so much gold that it's really not worth anything. I mean, in a sense, I mean, people wear it around their necks and all these different things, but I've always thought like gold's really not like, why are we wearing it as jewelry? 
It's really not that cool looking. I mean, sure, it's it's a, a metal that you can shine up real nice and pretty, but there's plenty of metals that you can shine up. Like you can take aluminum and steel and make it a mirror finish. There's platinum. There's all different types of things. There's tungsten carbide. I have a tungsten carbide ring. It's it doesn't bend. You know, it's like why are we using gold? It's this super soft, super soft birthday parties. It's this, yeah, it's this super soft metal that tarnish. Like it doesn't tarnish, but like, why? Why do we hold gold in such a high regard? Did you find the? It says it can be sarcophagi or sarcophaguses. Sarcophaguses? Yeah. Huh. I guess the jury's out on that one still. Yeah. So like, why gold? And then. It hit me as I was watching that video. I'm like, like, all the technology we have, still the best technology we can come up with is plating that with gold. So you're saying back in the day, they probably had possibly similar or better technology that involved these precious metals. Then an ice age came along and we kind of temporarily lost it, but we always grasped onto something that we knew it was valuable in nature. Maybe we didn't know why. And now we're still using the same stuff that they possibly used back in the day. It's kind of hard not to think that, at least Bro, for me. literally what popped into my head five minutes ago all when right. I started. I was like connecting all these dots. Yeah. Like, well, I, don't, I can't think of any other. I mean, obviously, there's. I'm sure people can argue it in plenty of different reasons. But, like, man, that seems. There seems to be a lot of coincidences that line up really, really well. Like, so maybe that was one of the things where I was like, look, guys. This is coming. We have to try to build these structures that will withstand the test of time. You know, we can't use metal. We can't use steel like we use now because, as you, we've talked about, you leave a, even a car sitting no. somewhere for 50, 100 years. The thing's not, not, not much good anymore. But last, stone, pyramids. And then we're going to go one step further and we're going to put all these things. And we're going to build these monolithic structures that are aligned to astronomical alignments and all these different stuff. And then we're going to intentionally bury it because we know what's coming. But Hey, you guys, this gold, this is important because this is what's going to get you back into the universe. Interesting thought. <sighs> it seems kind of wild that I don't know. Connect those dots. What do, you, what do you think about that? Is it just too early in the morning for you to think about things like that? Or ever? <laughs> Without sounding too dumb, I'm only picking up half the dots y'all are talking about <laughs> to connect them. But You're allowed to ask questions. I see where you're going. I shook my head when I said I have no idea how time travel works. So... That being said, I don't know. It was just one of those things where I was watching and it hit me. I was like, all the things that we found through our uh, investigation into you know, higher technologies, the cell phones, uh, electric vehicle technology, we're mining stuff out of the malib- – I don't know if molybdenum, molybdenum is one of the – like all these things we're pulling out of the ground for battery technology and everything else and all these new fancy things we're making. Like, that's why, like, phones, electronics, gold-plated is still the best we can get. So, like, it just seems weird that, like, people have been wearing it as jewelry and have been, we've, we've held it in such high regard 
like throughout our recent history, like, well, why? Cause you can, like I said, there's a lot of things that can be just as shiny, just as easy to work with. I don't know, but how, uh, and it, which also brought me back to how old me. <laughs> I also thought about this. I was like, I'm going to ask Tony how old he believes the world is or the earth is, but he never actually tells his beliefs. <laughs> so I'll, I'll preface it with this. So I was raised or I was not raised or kind of middle of my life. I was taught to believe. And I did believe that the world was only 6,000 years old. And that was like a definitive thing. I remember watching like series of stuff that was like, this is how old the earth is. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. School of thought. The 6,000. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first thing that popped in my head was that number six. Yeah. So like the, the, the school of thought, I think it's like a uh, Christianity based thing. It was that we've been here for 2000 years um, after Christ was born, you know, they, you know, before Christ, yeah. you know, and then 4,000 years before he was born. So it equals out to 6,000 years, which is kind of funny. The histomap is. What it's only four thousand years of our history, right? Yeah. Um, so like, and the, and the thought thought process, and that is, all right, God created the heavens and the earth in seven days, whatever that's supposed to mean, and then there was a they call was it the firmament, I believe it was basically a layer of like um, water moisture, like that encompassed the entire earth, and it protected um, its its inhabitants from dangerous sunlight and rays and radiation and all these different things. So people were actually, and animals were able to live to be thousands of years old. Cause if you read the Bible, a lot of those characters or people were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old. Some of them even almost a thousand years old. Old Methuselah. Yeah. So it's like, well, how, how is that possible? Well, next is explained by, well, there was like an additional like shield around the earth of water that filtered out, you know, all of that bullshit that we're soaking in from the sun. Well, and then, and then the, also the idea is like, well, where'd the dinosaurs come from? Well, dinosaurs are kind of like lizards. Lizards, they grow as big as their environment. And like some of those, it's a quick side note. There's been more videos coming out of Florida about giant alligators just walking through neighborhoods. You see, there's like oh, yeah. been like countless of them, like 15 foot alligators just walking on everywhere. Perfect example, like lizards, they'll just grow. You know, uh, a snake or a fish will grow to the size of its environment. So if you figure if these creatures are able to grow hundred or able to survive hundreds of years, then okay, that's why they get so big. That's dinosaurs are just overgrown lizards because they had the environment to do so. And then naturally, the great flood and all that water came from the shield around the earth. So it God rained all the water down. Now we don't have that protection and we don't live as long. All I could think of when you started talking about giant lizards and dinosaurs what was that article you sent us. I was like, Oh, about the Komodo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was I, like, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I had a lot of questions. I thought about, I have, uh, <laughs> we don't have it pulled up, but yeah, there was an article. What was it like four? It was, I was can't it, remember where was it was. Was it a Komodo at. dragon or was it like a monitor lizard? Oh, it might've been like, yeah, I can't imagine it was, it was a Komodo dragon. That would be I mean, dangerous. Neither one. You wouldn't want to, I mean, monitors are. 
I don't know how they don't mess smarter. around. <sighs> They're f around and find out kind of lizard too. I don't know. Apparently, they fucked around <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah. And you found out. Yeah, I, that was a weird headline. It was like what, like um, four men charged in gang rape of maybe it wasn't my was four it? men gang raped killed an eight a protected monitor lizard. Oh, it was mine. Yeah. That was either in Florida or Australia. Yeah, had to be. <laughs> That was when Tony when you sent us the the meme that said Jesus Christ has left this chat. <laughs> See, full circle, we're bringing it all together. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So back to the they grow the size environment, right? So then the flood happens, and then that takes away the shield that we have around the earth, which prevents things and people from living so long. So that kind of explains some of the extinction events and why we don't grow and you know have the lifespan that we used to have so there's that's one school thought but also there's obviously the evolutionary thought where it's billions and billions of years old and we've evolved to this point but it'll be interesting to see what that satellite brings back as well i don't know it's it's hard to i don't know about any of it but it's interesting thought to like think like i don't know seems like some of these uh, dates and timelines and things just add up in strange coincidences. Did they say how long they were working on that telescope for? I don't know. I didn't look at that to see how long they had been yeah. like, working well, on before like, that. Yeah, I, I was wondering who initially proposed it and <sighs> kind of how long they were working on it. You figure it'd take, yeah, it'd take them a, a few years to build that. I would think, Minimum. I would think longer than that because yeah. they were developing technology specifically for it. Mm-hmm. That is pretty cool that a lot, like a fair portion of technology comes from the development of those things through NASA and then they use them for other applications. Yeah. The one that always struck me was uh, cordless power tools. Yeah. It was like battery, ba- battery operated power tools. It was like, this isn't like a green thing. This is just like, hey, we don't have a plug on the space station. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, shit. Like, that makes sense. Like, you need a powerful battery operated. Remember the first time I saw um, a brushless power tools? I still don't know how those work. I'm going to have to figure that out. But I was like, that's the greatest thing ever. Because if um, what it is, is on electric motors, there's these things called brushes where it's basically like these little magnets that rub up against this circular as it moves around a circle that makes it move. Well, those little magnets eventually wear off because it's like, think about like brake pads on your, you know, rotor. Same kind of thing. I was like, I don't, I was like brushless. Like, that's really nice because that's always what goes is the brushes wear out and the thing catches fire and you know, whatever <laughs> I was like, I wonder how they do that. To look into it. Maybe. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't looked into that, but it's the technology is, it's, it's growing. Speaking of technology and magnets, I meant to send this to you guys and I just can't find it anywhere. Um, but it was an article as a, a medical invention that they were developing. And you know, sometimes it's like very difficult to get in like, um, areas of the body just because of, you know, things are tight or things are trying to navigate. And so they'll, they may have to actually do surgery like endoscopically. They right. can't, you know, get in there. Well, I saw that they were creating this. It looked like a, like a blob or like a slug. And it was like, it had magnets in it and they were controlling it to navigate through like small orifices. <sighs> and I was like, what is that creature? Like it looked like something from a movie where something in outer space gets in you. Yeah, Bro, it was wild. It literally looked like this blob slug and this just do, 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 magnet just creeping through like orifices and going around bends. And so they're remotely controlling it through magnets. Yeah. And, and then they, they it like, like engulfed something and captured it and brought it back out of the body. 
Well, it's alien. That's yeah. exactly one hundred percent. I was is. like, oh, that movie no. is coming out of stomach. I heard they they're working on um, that. Like, was it? Uh, I can't think of the word now. Not nanobots, but basically, like the um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Is it like nano antibiotic kind of thing? Where yeah, we're like basically specifically targets a bacteria. Yeah, where they could like the, basically program like tiny little teeny tiny yeah, computers yeah. and inject them into you and like. That used to be like science fiction shit 10 years ago. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, we're working on that. Like, that's a thing. No, I like, think, I mean, I think that they were using, that's what the nanotechnology they were trying. Like, if, oh, if you had an infection and you didn't want something that wipes everything out, just because, you know, you're like, oh, man, now I have diarrhea from these antibiotics because it knocked everything out. Yeah, because it killed all that. It's like, hey, let's just target, uh, you know, this, this rod bacteria only or this, you know, E. coli or this salmonella or whatever. Inject you with a computer. <laughs> basically like, yeah. and, and artificial intelligence computer like fucking wild you mix that with the Neuralink, maybe we're not as far off from becoming symbiotic with computers as we think maybe i think about that if you had like a Neuralink implanted and then just like another like little um almost just like a little insulin like pump like that just attaches on or like attaches to the Neuralink or something like that and it's just like oh i'm sick do, 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 pro, plug it in like you have nanobots inside your body telling you like like uh like scout nanobots like yeah. telling you what's going on and then it's just plug it in there you go send the nanobots in cancer gone yeah that would be wild a little nanobot army just going and just fucking shit up that would be crazy until it turns into one of those um what are those uh wasps that oh. back to that bacteria or was it a bacteria that gets into wasps or is it a virus or something like that or uh so the one that controls the other yeah like it basically takes over the the wasp's mind and like controls how like what it does isn't it a wasp like there's a it's not bacteria it's some kind of i don't know i was thinking of the wasp that like injects another insect and controls it and like takes over its movements and things i think oh i don't know if i'm familiar with that one there's something that's like a Parasitic wasps infected with mind-controlling viruses? That yeah, that's what I was about? thinking of. Yeah, that parasite just gets it. There's like there's multiple cases of like different things like that where like a parasite will go into this little insect or and just take control of it. Like oh, AI. <laughs> the more the more we like discover about these things, the more I'm like, mm, maybe this is a simulation because this shit's weird. Yeah, it's pretty know. weird when you start thinking about it. That it's actually coming to fruition. Like 20 years ago, you'd hear it and be like, oh, it's sci-fi. Like, oh, that's cool. But like nanobots and p injecting in people's bodies and like being able to, you know, cure illnesses and things. Like, yeah, it sounds wild and cool. But like, obviously that's science fiction. But here we are in 2022. And they're like, yeah, we're, that's, we're doing that. And we have a, you know, and like we talked about the Neuralink. Yeah, we hooked a monkey up and he was playing a video game with his brain. Like controlling, like what? That's real shit. Yeah. How do you think, do you think they could use that application for like PTSD or, or they could just erase memories that were causing that PTSD mm. or the anxiety or depression? Probably. Why not? If you can control the brain, you can, yeah. if, you, if they're able to map it, because they just recently fully finally mapped the full human genome. They finally figured that all out. Oh, they had the, it was like slightly incomplete before yeah and they just finally i think it was uh it was like a month or two ago okay that they finally came out and said we've we've mapped the entire human genome 
like, and then you consider uh, technologies like CRISPR. Yeah. And you combine those kind of things together. Like now we have a full map. We have a full schematic in a sense of what makes a human. What you think? So I know that's, you'd think that's a good thing, erasing some memories, but God. any foreseeable consequences if you're like, Hey, <laughs> yeah. here's a bad memory. We erased it. Now hopefully yeah. your PTSD is gone. Yeah. Cause you don't associate this specific object with you know, something bad. Yeah. But now you also forget your children. Sorry about that. <laughs> Whoops. Or we, we put memories in. If you can, the, theoretically, if you can take memories out, you can put memories in. And even like psychologists and stuff, you say you can do that even without technology, you know, suggestive reasoning. Yeah, the mind-controlling molecules of wasp venom. Yeah, that's the one oh, I was talking about. Oh, that's a different one. That controls the cockroach. Yeah, an emerald cockroach wasp can control the minds of roaches with a sting of its venom. When looking for a host, one of these parasitic wasps will start by stinging the midsection of a roach, and their toxic venom will paralyze the animal's front legs for five minutes. Antenna left, antenna right. <laughs> With a second strike, the wasp will go directly for the brain, where the sting will induce an intense 30-minute period of vigorous grooming. After that, the roach falls into a lethargic state called hypokinesis. I'll continue reading, you sons of bitches. So I wonder, I've heard, the, I've seen the zombie ant, so I wonder, like, how they... I'll have to look into that because I wonder if like the wasp can actually control, you know, is it like telekinesis Kyle? Yeah. Like is the wasp actually controlling it or is it just, it's, it's not under its own control. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like we've all seen some of those people, they get a little too drunk, a little too high, a little too whatever. They don't have control over their faculties, but is something else controlling them is the question. That's a different one with ladybugs. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. I didn't I didn't realize that that wasps could do that. I heard about the parasites that control wasps, but huh? It's a it's a wild world out there, Tone. Also, the James Webb Space Telescope. It looks like it's dated back to initially starting in 1996. Are you serious? The technology Dude, that doesn't surprise demo me. was 2000, but it said that. The next generation space telescope was initiated in 1996, and then the JWST technology demo was in 2000, and then it was the NGST was named the James Webb, Webb Space Telescope in 2002. That's wild. So they've been so working it was on this for over in 1996. They they demoed it 22 years ago. Mm-hmm. When was the Hubble? Hubble was what 60? Was it 60s? I guess that makes sense. Or that-, that main mirror, the gold plated. Mm-hmm. It was assembled and well, there's an image of it assembled May of 2016. And it just launched a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So that's how long it takes to build something like that. Even with all, like that technology is wild. When was the, when was Hubble? I wonder when, it, when was it put into orbit and when was it made? I, Cause I feel like the Hubble has been up there since the sixties. That's pretty wild to think about. It takes you t- a project that takes you literally your entire career to make you know, some scientist does all, all this stuff. And then finds like 1996, you know, I'm going to, we're going to send this telescope. That's a million miles away. So it was first conceived <laughs> in the 1940s. It says it, it launched April 24th of 1990. Oh, 1990. So in this, okay. So, yeah. So it took them almost 40 years to build that one. And now it took us 
20 to 30 years to build this one. I wonder how, so the next, I wonder what they're working on now. So the first proposal of the space telescope was in 1946. So they didn't actually start on it, but it was like. 46 to 90, that's 45 years. Mm -hmm. And this one took us essentially, what, 25, 26, 26 years. Oh, think, imagine, that's the crazy thing. When you think about the exponential growth of our technology and like the boom of it, like what, like we could have, what, what's going to happen in the next 20 years, 10 years. That's exciting. Like we're not, there's going to be some crazy shit that we'll never, we will never see. Um, as long as we don't blow each other up or, you know, something crazy happens. But like if things just keep on going somewhat smoothly and like somewhat decently for the next hundred years, like what the fuck is this earth going to look like in a hundred years? I don't know. It's wild to think about. Probably a lot more androgynous. <sighs> yeah. A lot less testosterone. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, it's interesting, especially with the environment and all the different things. I wonder how much, how much do you think? Cause I, I think I sent you guys an article about the, oh yeah. With the animals, the bass that were like 90% of bass now in the United States are, what do they call it? Um, hermaphroditic. Yeah. Hermaphroditic or something. Something. I don't know if that's exactly the right term, but like basically they're, they're actually biologically both sexes. So they don't need like, or whatever it is. So like, if you told that bass to go F itself, it'd be like, no problem. <laughs> Done. Done. Check please. <laughs> yeah. Been there. Done that. But it was due to pollution of the rivers. Like that's, it was a basically in a sense, it was in the broadest sense, it was an evolutionary um, result of pollution that now like they don't have to worry about finding a mate. It's just, we can produce both. Like that's, and I wonder how much of that's happening to us. Just because of how much we're being stressed and the environment and things like that. And we're evolving to not have to need a mate. Yeah, or or if it's just incidental. Like when you think about, I've I don't, I don't know if I've ever fully. We don't have to fully fledge this idea out, but I've thought about this for a while. Um, the connection of living in cities versus rural areas for your entire life as like a, a species. So like, well, obviously in cities you have a much closer. It's much higher density of people and whatnot, but there's a, typically there's a, there's a pretty distinct difference between somebody who has lived in a, in a, a large city for their entire life versus somebody who has lived in rural areas their entire life. And that's not to say one is, you know, good or bad or the other, whatever. But I wonder how much of those things are like contributing factors to pollution or, um, another big one would be like water sources, like processed water. You have the, like the cities, you have these water, water sources that have chlorine and, you know, fluoride and all these different things. And I'm not trying to like get on the, you know, fluoride yeah. was a, a deep state, like conspiracy. Sure. Maybe it was, I don't know, but like, it's in there. Like we can't deny that. Like, guess what? Like if I have well water in my house, more, I'm not getting any fluoride. You know what the worst thing maybe I'm getting some agricultural like you know chemicals, which probably isn't good either, but like I'm not getting the same you know even the water source is different for these for people 
So it's like, how much is that if, if the, if a water source can turn a fish into, I don't know the, the scientific words for it, but into like a hermaphroditic type species, well, you know, we've talked before, like plastic and phthalates and things that we use as humans. Like what's the that? article used the word intersex. Intersex. Yeah. That's what it was. Thank you. I don't know. What, I guess hermaphroditic is born with uh, the gen. I think is born with both genitals. I think is technically what hermaphroditic is. Intersex is it doesn't. They can change between one or the other. But like, so if pollution and like water sources do that to animals, what's, you know, the pollution and water sources doing to, you know, food sources, whatever it might be to humans that live in different areas. And I wonder how much of that is connected with development, um, not only physical development, but um, like emotional, intellectual development and like the path that, you know, that species takes moving forward. Like there's a lot, there's a lot to even like think about there, but it's like, man, like how could it not? Someone drinking city water, even if you had the same person, one drank city water their entire life with chlorine and fluoride and all these things in it that we do to treat this water versus somebody drinking just clean, natural, naturally found water. Like there's gotta be some biological, I don't know if biological is the right word, but there's got to be some differences there that happen biologically. True. I mean, one would only think. Yeah. So, like, I wonder how much that forms us as as people. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's all wild to think about, though. Time to pop out a couple twins and uh, separate them. (laughs) Do some experimenting. (laughs) The experiment of of the ages. Uh, It's just so weird. It goes along with the, uh, the, the, I, I, I always heard the, the, the pyramids in yeah. Antarctica were like, I always saw those like, on like unforbidden knowledge and like Q shit. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. True. And then I realized that history channel did something. I mean, granted history channel does air ancient aliens and they have some pretty wild theories, but like, you know, all these pyramids and all these structures showing up, bringing all the way back to what we talked about in the beginning, like all these structures and all these things around the world that are astronomically aligned, <sighs> even Antarctica, like, I think it, I can't remember the people that they were talking about, um, throughout their, their history, like, but their, their history, like in their, um, I lost the word for it, but like the stories they tell, they passed down their, they said their people came from Antarctica is where they were originated from. I want to say it was some kind of Polynesian people back in the day, hmm. but it was like, and like these stories are basically like, these people are, you know, there's some pretty wild stories out there from yeah. these ancient cultures. But then when they realized like, um, it was a ship, I think it was a German, um, research ship that, um, I wish I could find that out to trying to find that video for next time, but it was a German research ship that it had gone to Antarctica and done some like ice core samples. And, they'd end up finding that in this, when they, once they got into Antarctica, they expected for it to be, you know, frozen. It's an ice cap. Yeah. Um, but it was like, what was it? I want to say it was, I want to say it was around like 12,000 years ago that it used to be like, have vegetation on it. 
and it used to be like not quite like rainforest or anything like that, but it was like there's proof that there was organic matter that was growing like twelve thousand years ago ish. Don't like. I think I sent that to you. I was like, well, this kind of fucking lines up. Yeah. Like this ice age came 13, 10,000 years ago. Antarctica used to be, they're saying that it could, it's, it's a potential that Antarctica used to not be covered in ice and it used to like grow shit. And there's potentially that there's pyramids there too. Keep thinking of that one scene in that movie, Lucy, when she's sitting in that chair and it, she like, travels back well she doesn't but she watches the earth from the cosmos and and just being formed and as it transitions through the dinosaurs and how amazing would that be to just sit there like a movie and just watch the whole earth like just being formed that'd be fucking crazy i'd pay for that i was thinking of that the other day when i was driving um is Lucy the one where she takes the drug yeah like scarlett johansson oh i knew it was scarlett johansson (sighs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never do you like Scarlett Johansson. Fred's a big fan. Who doesn't like Scarlett Johansson? At least that's true. Although in visual, form, I had to be an I don't asshole. Know her I, I sent him. A, I sent him an interview where her hair was super short and like not cute, and I was like, "Here she is, <laughs> just to be an asshole." She's got good facial structure. She still is beautiful, regardless of an yeah. awful haircut. Sorry, anyway, you were sorry. driving. Yes, no, I just no, make I, sure that was the right no, movie. You guys, yeah. you're good. No, I was just, I was on the highway and I was like, man, I was just thinking back 50 years, thinking back 100 years, thinking back 200 years, 500 years. And I'm like, I wonder what this looked like. Like, I'm sure trees were here. Like, I wonder, probably similar animals. I'm like, were the Indians here? Like, I don't yeah. know. It was just kind of a very wild thought as I was driving around. Yeah, I'd probably spend too much time thinking about that. Like what was here thirteen thousand years? Like what was even on the the North American continent thirteen thousand years ago? Like man, like when all this other stuff that we have these geological structures and all these things that like now it's starting to shift where people are like, okay, maybe this stuff's a little older than we thought. And then we've brought it up before where uh, they just recently last year found footprints that there were um, fossilized in New Mexico that were twenty two thousand years old. It's like. Whew. What was here 15,000 years ago that just might have gotten completely wiped out by an asteroid or whatever, or, you know, a mile of fucking ice sheet or I don't know. There's just, there's things just, just keep on popping up. It's like, man, like what was here? Like, what? The other thing I was thinking of was uh, like a, like a mammoth or a mastodon. And if those ribs would be tasty, if I smoked them. Ooh, probably you need a giant fucking, you imagine the smoker you need for that. Oh yeah. You know, all room yeah i bet they were tasty because they didn't do a whole lot of fast running yeah you know because some of those animals that when they get older and like the more like, lean and yeah they're super lean and but i feel like those were some pretty stout slow moving it's like a giant elephant with hair yeah mm. i don't know i've never i don't know if elephant tastes good i don't know I don't if you know. can you even eat elephant Probably. i'm sure obviously i know like tribes and stuff over there yeah i don't know if that's legal i'm not if i've ever heard anybody that's I think there was a like a giant uh, elk-like creature back then too, something massive. Oh, I think I've heard of that. It's like a, it was like a woolly elk or something like that. I think. I was think it, everything no? was woolly, bro. That's true. During the ice, had more testosterone. <laughs> well, I was, that's funny. You bring that. I was just talking. I was watching a uh, show. They kind of talk about the evolution, like of humans and like whatever. And, um, they're talking about how the 
one, the bipedalism. And we talked about before, like the, the capability of running long distances yeah. and the skin losing the hair and having the ability to perspirate was a huge, like, that's a huge factor. Cause like animals that animals don't perspirate, like they can't sweat. So they have to pant. Well, it was, in, I never thought about before the guy even mentioned, he's like, well, you have a, um, a four legged animal running. You think like an antelope or a deer or whatever it is. Running at full speed, um, to cool themselves, they have to pant. Well, while they're running, their organs, when you run horizontally, your organs are like sloshing back and forth, hitting that diaphragm. You know, like how hard would it be to pant while running for an animal like that? So it's like they can't cool themselves while they run. So eventually they overheat and they just drop. So if you have the ability to run long distances, even if you're not super fast like a human, even if you can just continually chase them and push them, like they'll just flop over and die. And I was like, I never like, cause I always thought as a kid, I'm like, how are these motherfuckers killing these like bison? like, these bison will fuck them up. Like, how are they doing this? So it's like, Oh, they just chase them. Just run them and run them and run them. Yeah. Until they fall. Well, it's like, well, you think about, um, I've always heard like two, like I finally put together in my head, like, um, overrunning a horse. Yeah. Well, same Anything. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's I was like, thinking, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. I was like, Oh, Oh, now it all makes sense. Like there's some, there's times like, I love it at the age of 35 when I'm like thinking about something so simple as an animal running and I'm like, Oh, and I get, and I feel like I'm an idiot. I'm like, how do I like, Oh, that makes total sense. It's like, just, I never thought about that before. Like that's, I love it. It's so cool. I never, never realized that. And some animals pant when they get nervous and freak out. Like your silly dog. We, we finally put our chickens out there. I don't think they can stay outside, but we put them outside. Yeah. And this is probably what got me thinking think of the whole dinosaurs and everything else. The but mini, like, mini raptors. Yeah, they are. They're so like watching them grow. Like they grow so fast and there's, they're such a weird creature, but like watch them run out there. And it's like, that's like, I think they say chickens are one of the oldest, like them and like crocodiles. Or some like the oldest like species that have they're like, stuck around. Or is you inject them with some HCG so you get bigger and better eggs. <laughs> no, we went all natural, all natural. But um, yeah, the dog her dog was out there because dogs a um Dotsie pen, so it's like meant for killing small animals, like and burrowing into holes and stuff. And it was just sitting there through the fence, just the hours, just <laughs> just like staring at him, like trying to like shove its face through the wires. It's like, yeah. you're not going to get there. Like, sorry. It's like, it just can't help it. Like, it's like, this is an instinctual thing to like, I, I need to try to bite one of these guys. Like, you don't understand this. Like it's driving me crazy. Like, Do you guys have any, uh, predator sightings yet? No, not yet. They were just out there yesterday. And we put them, I had to bring them in last night and I put them out there today. So, but it's, it's all fenced in. So, cause we have a bunch of hawks and oh, yeah. all types of stuff around here and Eagle. I've seen a couple bald Eagles. Yeah. So it's like, hmm, yeah, we have to make sure these things don't get eaten. Cause that'd be a bummer. And we have foxes and we used to have a, a pack of coyotes that lived real close to us, but we haven't heard them in a while. We'd wake up. It's like, be like one o'clock in the morning. I wake up in the middle of the night and they were like, you could hear them. And if you've ever heard a pack of coyotes going at it, it's like eerie. Yeah. It's like, Oh, this is, hmm, I don't know. Everything eats everything, though. It's true. And I like meat. It's good stuff. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to eat them after one fell asleep on my leg last night. <laughs> yeah. It won't be fun, but I'll eat them if I need to. It'll, it'll be a long time before that, though. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to, hey, you know what? Something's going to eat me when I die. 
Yeah. Unless I create, unless I get cremated. That's nature's metal. Maybe when that happens, you could just cook it with like the rest of the chicken, and I, I won't know. I'll do like a crock pot. Yeah. Some shredded chicken sandwiches. Oh, you'll know. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think like at that like when you have when you raise them for laying eggs, and then if you butcher them after they're done laying eggs, it's a pretty old animal at that point. They're going to be. You'll know when that, tough. when that piece of meat touches your mouth, your heart. You'll be like, oh no, that was it. That poor little clucker. <laughs> old mother cluckers. But hey, if you got to eat. You gotta eat. You gotta eat. Yeah. Sometimes um, it's either if I if I have to survive or a chicken survives. Sorry, chicken. Yeah. I love you, but I'm gonna make it. Like I don't know if I could eat your dog. I probably couldn't do that. There's probably not much meat to her, anyways. But I don't know if I could do that. Maybe if I had to. Yeah. Probably take about eight hours on the smoker. At least you would if you had to. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to eat you guys, though. We've talked about this before. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I could bring myself to do it. Whatever it is, I don't think I could eat another person. Think you could eat another person if you had to, Tone? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's like, look yeah. at me. <laughs> no, yeah. like, I wouldn't want to, but, like, I just... You had to? I love... I, I thoroughly enjoy living. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I thought you were going to say, I love meat. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Not yeah. that, like, it would... I wouldn't... I mean... It would be gross. I'd be like, ooh. But I mean, at that point, like you think of the Donner party and it's like, dude, you got to live. Like you're going to, I mean, in my mind, I will do anything to live. Yeah. I think it'd be maybe if I didn't have to prepare it. I think the preparation would be the hard part. Yeah. I, I would go even as far to say that like I would figure out a way to cut off a piece of me if there was nothing else and eat it. Yourself? In order to live. Yeah. That would be tough. Butcher, yeah. To butcher yourself. I mean, dude, that's how much I enjoy living. I don't know if I enjoy living that much. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> that's uh, maybe. I don't know. I guess I. You never know until you're in the position. Yeah. I think the preparation would be the hard part. Maybe. I mean, because if someone just slapped like a chunk of cooked meat, yeah, on your plate, you'd probably carve off a piece of your ass though. Yeah, but you need that. I mean, that's uh, it'd be hard though. Like, what? There's not a whole. Mm. You get a fire going, you carve it off, then you sit on the fire to cauterize it, and then you eat that piece of meat. Oof. That's a lot to think about. Yeah. I'm going to eat somebody else first. I'm just saying, if nobody's available and there's no animals, there's nothing else. That's an interesting concept. But I guess if you get to that point, it's like, what, what's going on in the world? Do we even want to live in right. the world? Well, it's like if you if you had to like do it to like get to a certain point, like so you could survive. Like, mm, yeah, there's that. But if man, that's the thing though. It's like you never know. Uh, so have you ever read um, Unbroken, Louis Zampanelli, Zamperini, Zamperini, Zamperini? I think so. I don't know, look that one up. Go Zampanelli. I think it's is it Zamperini, Zamperini or Zampanelli. Might be Zamper. You might be right on that one. You're usually right on that. One. No, I, dude, I, I think I read the book, but I don't. I don't think I saw the movie. I haven't watched the movie. I the book a, was really good. I saw a little bit of the movie. Yeah, the book was good. Zamperini. I think you might be right. Zamp- yeah, it's Zamperini. Yeah, but like, man, like they're in that life raft for like 40 days in the Pacific Ocean. You're like, are we gonna eat somebody here? Like, I don't know, because it's like you're in the middle of the ocean. Like, yeah. we're never gonna get. Like you're, you're never going to, you think like in one hand, like we're never going to get out of this. So what's the point? You got to pull the monkey, bro. You got to catch a goal. Yeah, that's right. They did. They caught a sea, they caught a seagull and ate it. 
like Dude, that makes me so happy by the way i don't i don't like seagulls at all no no Why not? What's wrong? Be so happy What's, that she like yeah, seagulls. I can see it. There's a detest for seagulls. Yeah, I, just, the- I just, they're just dirty. And when I was a kid, one swooped down. Oh, did you get attacked by a seagull? No, nope, I didn't get attacked. Bro, I would have, coming out of the womb, I would have grabbed him by the neck and snapped its <laughs> neck. I would have bit its head right off like Ozzy Osbourne. No, it stole my sandwich. Oh, starving, that son of a bitch. Starving as a kid down in Florida. And I just gotten this, it was a good sandwich. I don't know what it was, but I but remember it was good. It was, was going to be good. And I think I took <laughs> sure. one bite, and this foul, white, dirty bird just swooped down and took it. I'm okay with that. Fuck them seagulls, too. I'm okay. I'll wear that t-shirt. <laughs> Fuck them seagulls, too. <laughs> I'll wear that t-shirt. <laughs> you just have a silhouette of a monkey. <laughs> just grab that. Yeah. No, anything stealing my food, I'm okay with you. Yeah. Taking my taking my livelihood. <laughs> Fuck them seagulls. Yep. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, there was one more point I, I wanted to bring up about the the materials, the gold thing that we talked about. Uh, I just I find it interesting that like all these rare, all these rare materials, we continue. Obviously, we find really really awesome uses for non rare materials. So it makes me think. All right, if they're if they weren't as rare, would we find them still as potentially technologically advancing? Or is it just we've, we have the materials that we have, so the technological advances that we've made with those, we don't find as fascinating because we've had so much abundance of this material. But like you think about um, the appreciation we have for gold. Oh. Actually, we talked about that. Like people wear it around their necks. But yet, it's the best material to send on a plated space telescope for whatever. So, like, is is it valuable? Because, like, are we wearing around our necks because it's like we understand as a species inherently how valuable it is? Like in electronics, the same thing like diamonds, like woman's best friend. They used to say like diamonds, like rings, all it's jewelry. But what couldn't we do? If we weren't actually using diamonds as a tool. Is that what they actually used to say? A woman's best friend? Oh, I don't know. I thought that was a slogan for the rabbit. Uh, the rabbit? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> that rabbit. <laughs> so I was thinking of a, the furry kind. Not the... Well, you know... Not the, the, the plastic kind. Prehistoric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like them all. It's fine. Yeah. But, like, if, if it weren't for diamonds, we wouldn't be able to, like cut certain oh, yeah. like stones and True. ceramics and all these different things. So it's like, all right, are diamonds valuable because like, cause you think, Oh, well things are valuable because they're rare. The supply and demand thing well, yeah. like, because they're pretty yeah, yeah, like an inherent pretty. value versus it. Hey, this has a purpose. Yeah. it actually has a purpose. That's why it has value. And that's yeah. why we wear it as jewelry. And that's why we've been kind of conditioned to like well, both exist in the state of dualities. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Which, which came first, right. For, for chicken or chicken egg. or the egg. Full circle. Like chicken of the cave. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, lasers. You know, I think we use diamonds and stuff in lasers too. Like the way that. Like the Israeli laser shooting shit out of the sky. Like I Star saw Wars. that. Yeah. Once again, one of these things were like, this is fucking wild. Wild. I didn't think that was like a real thing. There are some slogans here that say diamonds are a woman's best friend. Oh, yeah, no, I, I believe that. I was just teasing. <laughs> yeah. I just never, I I've never heard that before. No, I think I've, I have heard that before. 
maybe Fred's looking for some diamonds and he has read the slogans. Maybe. Doubtful. Yeah, maybe. Very doubtful. <laughs> yeah, not the stage in the game. I'm more more <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm more interested in like, I don't know, like solar generators. Oh, I, was stuff. Thinking, <laughs> I was thinking just sto- as a store of wealth. Yeah. I don't, but that's the thing. Like, is it like, is it, or are we going to find something new that's even better than diamonds to use for those things? But like, it's, it's weird to look at the value that we've placed on certain things that also have even more value doing actually in like industrious things, like in technological things. Like there's a weird tie there that like some of these things are have hold in such high regard by people that don't even like, maybe this is what it is. It's the, the lack of knowledge of the people that flaunt this certain thing about what you can actually do with it. So it's like, all right, like, is this just inherent? Like in our, like it's kind of been grown into our genes to hold these things, these shiny, fancy quote unquote, fancy things valuable. Is it because we've been told that? Or people just like it. Like, I don't think gold looks all that cool Like, or like nice. Like, yeah, it's gold. Like it's shiny, but like there's a lot of other things I think would be like a lot cooler looking. I mean, that song, let me see your grill wasn't about them recognizing that they could use that grill for conductivity or for <laughs> yeah, like, or to try to see the edge of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like, what is it like, which I don't know. I think there's a weird tie there. Um, and especially like the laser thing, like when you brought the laser thing, dude, that I, it literally blew my mind when I saw that. Cause that's always been like, um, like science fiction, yeah. you know, star or star Wars and True. star Trek, all these different things. There, there's been, um, some conspiracies around. I think it's, I think it was like project blue beam. I think, cause there's one that's actually a legit like conspiracy. That's true. That's project blue book. Yeah. Project, I think project blue book is real. Project Blue Beam is they um they say that there's going to be a like a fake alien invasion. It's going to be like a holographic like fake alien invasion to take control of you know citizens whatever. But like one piece of that is have you ever seen the the conspiracies about like the California wildfires? No. So there's a conspiracy out there that like they're they're using satellites to burn certain things. Yeah. And there's been pictures of like these neighborhoods at houses and stuff have been like burnt to the ground, but then there's like a chunk of woods right beside it that never got touched. So saying like, all oh, these were like satellite space lasers that they were like trying to like drum up, yeah. you know, chaos. And it's like, Oh, you guys are really pushing it now. But then I saw that video of the Israel's iron beam yeah. that came out. Like they're, they're roasting mortars in real time with a fucking laser. Yeah. That's just, on wild. Yeah, like I get like a a la- laser. Yeah, like I get like a rocket. Like you got an intercontinental ballistic missile, you know, traveling a certain path. Not the hypersonic ones we've talked about because we've already discussed that they can't track those. At least it now. But like you got a normal, you know, ICBM, you know, shooting from country to country. This big giant fucking rocket coming to blow something up has a you know a predictable trajectory. You can catch it. And send, you know, like the Iron Dome Israel yeah. has. Like, all right, we can send rockets to intercept this. We can do all the maths and things. Now we got lasers. But now they have lasers. Intersects bass with freaking laser beams on their foreheads. <laughs> yeah. Right out of their fucking eyeballs. I don't know. But yeah, it was like, it was like instant, like short things. Like, like a mortar doesn't travel that far. But being yeah. able to catch a mortar midair and blow it up with a fucking laser. Excuse me, bitch. 
Yeah. <laughs> what? Tony, that sounded like a South Park episode. Who's it from really uh, Who's from uh Oh man, what's that movie with Mike Myers? Um Austin Powers? Yeah. Yeah, it was Dr. Evil. Oh, was it? Was and he's it? like <laughs> he's like something about sharks. He's like, You couldn't give oh, me sharks? Shark. He's like, I got you really aggressive like bass or sea bass. And he's like I want some some sharks with freaking laser beams freaking, on their foreheads. Freaking lasers. Mini me, quit humping the laser. <laughs> Why don't you and the laser get a freaking room? <laughs> I think that's the same movie, right? Mutated yeah. sea bass. Yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot of weird shit out there that I my I maybe my brain just looking for the connections. Dude, you, that was so weird right there. There's something about how you just said that phrase that you had like a Trump sound to you. Maybe maybe my brain's, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. You're like, a lot of people. There's a lot of people. <laughs> Trust me. They've told me. I've heard them. They've seen it. Yeah, I don't know. Someone, I can't do it. I'm not a very good impressionist. Yeah. It's a, it's, I love, it fucking, I don't know whatever it is about Trump's voice. Like when people do impressions of him, fucking cracks me up. Oh yeah. There was one, I can't remember who it is. I watched the other day that did a really good one. <laughs> he was talking about, Oh, I think they're making fun of Amy Schumer and this isn't to make fun of fat people by any means, but he's the joke. was said something about, he's like, she's, she, she's getting fed. Well, she's getting a lot of feed. <laughs> it's like, oh, she's getting a lot of, like, like, oh, I was like, that's a funny joke. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Like, that's, yeah. Getting a lot of feed. <laughs> like <laughs> That one's been getting a lot of feed. <laughs> What was that belt thing I told you? That dude, that dude was rocking his belt at max PSI. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the wheels falling off. Um, Were they ever even on, Fred? That's a good question. I don't know. I'm just here to try to be curious. So what do you think? You guys think that um, is gold have an inherent value because we've discovered it or because we've been told early on that we needed to keep it around and mine it for purposes that we would need later. I'm going with 50, 50 son of a bitch. <laughs> Dugan. <laughs> you never, you never choose. Do you? I did. That was my <laughs> choice. Okay. This guy, what about you Cass? It's just too much. She's thinking about those furry rabbits. <laughs> the non-furry rabbits, Tony. I know. He's trying to keep it PG. <laughs> no, it could really go either way. I don't know. You guys are no fun. I mean, that was my answer. Yeah, I know. Well, there you go. You can something to ponder. Do we think some things are valuable because they actually have some intrins intrin intrinsic? I got it. Value. Or that we've discovered, or is it because we were maybe not falsely led to believe things are valuable, but some kind of ancestral knowledge that's been passed down to hold on to certain things and values and materials because they could be used later down the road once our technology had caught back up to what it was at one point. All I got. Interesting question. Cool. No. Okay. There you go. That's all I got. Happy Sunday. <laughs>
Good morning. That's exactly what I was thinking. Sunday morning. Cool. That was an interesting one. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Remember, check out the website, chronic-curiosity.com to join us at the forum, have some fun, interaction, pick you up a comfy t-shirt, or if you just want to support the show and donate, all that is on the website as well. Thank you. Until next time. See you.